Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a communication tool between patients and families, a clinical trial for lupus medication, and a subscription for pet wellness. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 54 for the week of October 12th. I'm Matt Moneypenny, and my counterpart, Alex Ross, has had some technical issues today, so he is not able to make it. So this is just the woes of working uh, during a pandemic remotely. I mean, it's just got, it's, you know, you just got to deal with it. <laughs> Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is Y92.821 Force as the place of occurrence of the external cause. You know, this reminds me of um, that scene, that very famous scene in the Lord of the Rings movies and, of course, the books um, where the hobbits walk into the forest and it turns out that in that forest, the trees talk to each other and they're actually a creature known as an ant and the tree becomes alive. Um, I'm sure there was certainly some injuries that happened and took place in that forest if you've ever seen the movies. Um, especially to that orc in particular who gets slammed by the ant. Um, if that orc were a patient, he would be diagnosed with Y92.821 force as the place of occurrence of the external cause, in which he probably wouldn't be able to tell his story because he would get a lot of weird looks. So, yeah. With that, let's get right into the news. First up, we have Snapchat for healthcare it might be risky, but the concept is useful. A health center is deploying a Snapchat for Healthcare to update families during surgeries. Lakewood Ranch Medical Centers partnered with Orlando-based tech company Ease Applications to alleviate stress among families during patient surgery. Ease Applications is a cloud-based platform which stands for Electronic Access to Surgical Events. It allows for members to communicate with medical personnel for updates as the patient preps for, undergoes, and recovers from surgery. The messaging through the Ease app is encrypted and only keeps messages for 60 seconds once the family receives the update. This concept is similar to the popular social media platform Snapchat, which only keeps messages until the user views them. Ease also provides secure two-way video conferencing between the family and Medicare team. So this is pretty cool. Um, it's definitely helpful in the fact that it takes a lot of time between the doctor or the nurse stopping um, from like the recovery of the surgery process and kind of like communicating with the family because there's that whole lag between seeing what's going on, getting an update in the actual surgery room and then walking to where the family is and then explaining that to them. Um, it also kind of reminds me of if you've ever gotten an oil change recently or a uh, an inspection on your car recently, the mechanic will send you like a, some mechanics will send you a video uh, <laughs> and they'll be like, hey, Hey, uh, Matt, this is uh, Joe here for Auto Mechanic Incorporated. Um, here's your car. And then they go like underneath the car because it's hoisted up. And they're like, oh, as you can see here, there's a little bit of rust. So we might want to take care of that. Um, uh, other than that, the oil's leaking pretty well here in the drip pan. So, you know, things are going good. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that this could be because it could end up similar to that, but in a, in a more professional sense, obviously, because it's healthcare. But it's kind of a funny analogy. Um, be like, hey, you know, this is your uh, this is your wife, Jen, going through surgery here. As you can see, she's doing pretty good. Uh, you know, we might want to take care of this here. But 
Um, for that, you'll have to, you'll have to pay us uh, five grand or so. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's pretty exciting to see something like this. Um, hopefully, everyone has a smartphone to deal with this, though, because otherwise, I can't imagine there'd be a way to send a picture or a video from the surgery room without um, a phone. So <laughs> next up we have, if you can wait five years, we might have a better medication for you then. A new grant is assisting researchers from Upstate Medical University to conduct a lupus drug phase two clinical trial. This trial involves 20 lupus centers from academic research institutions across the country and will use 250 patients. It's anticipated to last five years with each participant taking part for 13 months. The study will investigate treating lupus with a drug that the body uses to build antioxidants, which are important for repairing cells from damage. The trial will require participants to take two pills per day, either the medication or placebo. Each participant will be closely monitored and attend at least seven clinical visits while they donate blood for screening. Um, so yeah, I mean, this kind of shows you the length at which uh, it's a good example of regardless of what kind of disease it is. Obviously, I mean, it's great that they're, they're trying to better the people who have lupus, um, but it goes. It also goes to show you as a good example of how long medical trials take. I mean, it's going to take five years for this to be all said and done, and that's that's not even including like the part where they like actually dig down and look at the research and findings and find some causations and some um, some correlations and things like that, and to actually determine whether or not this drug is helpful. Um, now, obviously, they do have the control groups, which is good. One group taking the medication, one group not taking the medication, taking a placebo. Um, which is awesome, and that's how it's supposed to happen. But, I mean, after after this trial of five years, and then add on top of the time it takes to do the analysis, they might not. They might find that this drug isn't good. So then they're they're back to square one essentially, right? And then they have to do it again and again. So it just it goes to show you how long it takes for medical research to actually come up with something that's helpful and that it should take that long because it's supposed to be safe for you. So, um, but yeah, definitely an interesting example. Next up, is this subscription a form of health insurance? But for my pet, Petco, a retail company for animal supplies, has launched a $19 per month subscription wellness service for pets. Vital Care Wellness Program is an annual paid plan which provides pet owners a convenient and affordable way to meet their pets' routines, wellness needs. Included in the plan are routine services such as unlimited veterinary exams at 22 locations, unlimited nail trims for dogs, unlimited teeth brushing for dogs, and a various rewards and discounts. This plan comes as all types of retailers expand their consumer health offerings. Petco continues to try to improve pet care in one accessible location, such as by recently opening its 100th in-store veterinary hospital. So, um, this wellness program is obviously very affordable for $20 a month. Um, and, I mean, unlimited veterinary exams is pretty cool. I wonder I, usually how it works. because So, this is Petco trying to compete with PetSmart. Um, PetSmart has works with Banfield Hospital and Banfield Hospital has a, or veterinary hospital has a very similar plan, but it's $30 a month. Um, so sometimes with those plans, there's still costs associated with the veterinary exams that happen. Like, I mean, 
Sure, you get unlimited veterinary exams, but if something needs to happen with your pet, then obviously you need to pay for that, whether that be a prescribed drug or anything like that, shots, things like that. Um, but the unlimited nail trims and the unlimited teeth brushing is a huge bonus. As someone who owns a dog, um, I used to take my dog in for nail trimming because he has black nails and it's hard to see that like there's a certain point where you trim your dog's nails that you're not supposed to go past because um, it's tender and they could bleed um, and it gets pretty messy. Um, so I used to take him to uh, a nail trimmer and that nail trimmer would charge me like $10 and I had to get it done every month or $15 if I did the Dremel, which is like a file, like an automated file. And it was just, it just started getting expensive. I'm like, I don't want to spend $15 a month and start doing my nail trims. Um, so that would be helpful from that perspective for this wellness plan. And then the teeth brushing, I've never t- brushed my dog's teeth before, but I know you're supposed to. Now, I feel like most owners are with me in the fact that they don't brush their dog's teeth, but they should brush their dog's teeth. And I have planned to do that in the recent future because he's three years old and it's going to get to a point where his teeth start falling out if I don't do it (laughs) just because of age. But yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Brush my dog's teeth for me for fleas for $20 a month. But it also goes to show you there's monthly subscriptions for everything now. Every company, that's that's their goal is to have a monthly payment where they're guaranteeing that they're getting money from their customers regardless of what happens and i i I keep we've talked about this before but it's just going to get to a point where it's like my entire paycheck goes to a monthly subscription it's just i want to know what the line is it's almost like the streaming services thing it's like subscription services it's like what when is the line drawn in the sand for this stuff so and with that let's go into our next segment B-R-E-A-C-H, Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, we have 911, I have an emergency. Someone is stealing from me. Wow, that's a pretty intense headline, right? An ambulance company that serves Hattiesburg, Mississippi, announced it suffered a data breach. AAA Ambulance Service Incorporated said there was an attempted ransomware attack launched on its data system around July 1st. The company's systems were secured at the time, but following an investigation they discovered in August that some patient data may have been viewed or stolen during the attack. The company said it's currently not aware of any information having been misused and it has contacted customers who may have been impacted. These customers are being offered complimentary credit card monitoring services. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> that last part. So I'll talk about everything else in a second. But that last part about how the people, the customers of this ambulance service are being offered complimentary credit card monitoring systems, which I to me that seems a little interesting because, I mean, I guess I don't know what else you're going to offer if you're if you're. If you're suffering a breach, even if you're in an ambulatory services space, but I don't know. I don't. It just seems kind of interesting to me as all. I feel like an ambulance service offering credit monitoring services complimentary is a little strange just in concept. But I mean, I guess it's helpful, but it goes back to that whole thing that we've talked about before where when this happens, they go, oh, shoot, here's credit card monitoring services is trying to like a solve all to like, uh, appease to their, their customers who were breached. Um, now, is it 
is it enough? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never been a customer who's been breached, unfortunately, and gotten complimentary credit card monitoring services, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but as far as this whole breach, right? So it goes back to ransomware. We've talked about how, how, how serious ransomware is. Um, so attacking a ambulance, right? A ransomware attack is serious. I mean, that's a very serious matter. Imagine, imagine an ambulance service taking up, picking up a patient during an emergency reason, right? And somehow this, this ambulance service has all of their, all of their different equipment, everything just connected to an internet of things approach where it's like, Hey, this heart rate monitor talks to this, uh, ECG machine and all this stuff and it, it just works together so that it can give people constant feedback and provide awesome healthcare at a moment's notice, right? Because time is of the essence at an ambulance and they shut down every single system. A hacker shuts gets in and shuts down every single system on a particular um, ambulance. That would be, I mean, that would be bad because, I mean, every second matters when it comes to ambulances. And that's exactly why ransomware attackers are are looking to attack actively hospitals and ambulance services because of how important it is to um, how important every second is. So, I mean, that's kind of scary. Now, I'm glad that it seems like nothing really happened um, and, and their information was secure for AAA Ambulance Services Incorporated. Um, so it doesn't seem like anything was much to worry about. But that is something to keep in mind just in general. That's a scary thought, but I mean, it's the reality we live in. Next up, the only ones eating from Chow Bus are the hackers that fed on its data. Two months after receiving a $33 million funding round from investors, the food delivery startup Chow Bus is facing a breach. Customers reported receiving an email from Chow Bus containing over 800,000 rows of customer data, including names, phone numbers, and mailing and email addresses. According to the data breach service, have I been pwned? The data included 444,000 unique email addresses. 58% of the total data set was already reported compromised by have I been pwned. In a separate email to customers, the company's CEO said that the data had been illegally accessed and dumped online, but he didn't say how. He said that as soon as they became aware of the incident, they took steps to address the issue, but he didn't say what those steps were. Um, so I don't necessarily think that this was, I mean, maybe the CEO knows more information than, than all of us, right? But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because it's clearly a startup, right? It says it in the, in the description that I just read and they received a ton of money. So sure, there should have been some steps and some safeguards put in place to protect the exciting, um, People, the people who were most excited about the startup and are already customers, right? So if you're a startup, you really don't have that many customers to start. So you, the, the people that are in it from the beginning are your most important assets. So yes, there should have been some safeguards put in place. However, I don't necessarily know if this, if this CEO was prepared for something like this. I mean, obviously he wasn't. And it's, it's something that it's kind of like, I don't think this is going to happen to me until it does. Um, so he's probably, they're probably just getting everything together right now and trying to figure out what happened so they can put out an actual report and, and inform their, their most important assets as in their, their early customers as soon as possible. Um, 
But it goes to show you that no matter how old of a company you are, whether you're huge or small, or just starting out or have been in business for hundreds of years, if your data is on the internet, there is some security issues that you need to be aware of. So um, hopefully Chowbus, you know, best of luck to them. I don't know what Chowbus is, so let me look it up. A food delivery platform, high quality Asian food to our users with easy ordering experience and consistently high quality delivery. Interesting. Finally, retweet if your data was also compromised while in the hospital. University Hospital Limerick of Ireland is in the process of notifying 630 patients of an alleged data breach which concerned patient data. The data was extracted from an automated system used in the emergency department to dispense medication and was then posted on Twitter. It was extracted without approval by an employee of a company which was then supporting the system. The information was published in the form of a file linked from a Twitter account. Twitter blocked the link to the data and disabled the account. The hospital believes that the data hasn't been widely shared. All system passwords were changed immediately and the company in question no longer manages the automated system. Okay, so a lot to unpack here as well. There's a lot of good breaches this week on this week's episode. So a couple things here. The first is this breach is a prime example of why you need to evaluate your vendors, right? So vendors, I mean, there's so much information that you share with vendors, right? You need vendors to help you do your job efficiently. That's how businesses work. I mean, that's how B2B works, right? These B2B companies go to you and say, hey, you serve these clients or patients. We can help you do it better um, so you can spend more time serving your clients and patients with this awesome tool that we have. And then you go, oh, yeah, sure. Where do I sign? Then you do it, right? Um, but in, in the healthcare space, it goes, it has to be a little bit more fledged out, right? You need to make sure that you can trust this company with your patient information. Um, now, obviously, there's another aspect to that part, right? You can't necessarily foresee as a vendor or as a healthcare entity that your employee is going to be disgruntled and do something that they're not supposed to do, which is leaking information on the internet that they're not supposed to be leaking. Like there's, there's no possible way that University Hospital Limerick of Ireland could have seen this employee from this vendor get disgruntled and be like, hey, screw it. I'm just going to share patient information on Twitter, right? And there's also no real way for the vendor to see it. Now, obviously, University Hospital Limerick of Ireland did the right thing here in like firing the vendor because, I mean, there's not there's no other way they can do it. It's like, I mean, you're forcing their hand. They have no other choice. So they did the right thing. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have fired the vendor, but it goes to show you that it's impossible to really foresee everything that happens in compliance. Now, you need to do everything you can to prevent this happening, but ultimately, you can't control the mindset of your employees. I mean, you want to, but you can't. Also, I find it interesting that they shared, the last thing is that I found it interesting that they shared the information on Twitter. Now, that's probably the best place for them to share this information um, from the hospital's perspective because Twitter controls can control and delete what gets posted on their website. Now, obviously, when it's on the internet, it's on there forever. Like, that's, a, that's an old saying. But Twitter can delete the account, ban the account, delete the tweets, things like that. So... It's better that it was on Twitter and not someplace where it's unregulated, right? That's kind of a silver lining, I guess, you can take away from this. 
Well, that's it for this weekly wrap-up of your healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.